hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. We hope you had an awesome resurrection weekend. Hope you had a good time with family. We had a great time. We had some friends over, and it was uh, it was actually a really nice time getting to hang out with everybody. Ended up having a huge monsoon at the end of the night, which was actually nice to get some water for the grass, and also cooled the temperature down pretty decent. It was starting to get pretty hot yesterday, so it was a uh, it was a fun weekend. And we're continuing. I've been going through a lot of research this morning and trying to sift through a lot of the fake news and fake information that's continually popping up. And I've noticed now, and I told you guys this last week on the Hagman Show on Friday, they're doing everything they can in the mainstream media now to discredit anything that talks different about the narrative. In detail, I told you guys about how the Wikipedia page for the conspiracy theory Ukraine biolabs now has been fully up and almost is completely referenced by CNN and BBC and Reuters and AP. And the more I keep digging in and finding research, the more I'm starting to see how they absolutely, the only thing the banker boys really have in order to keep their narrative going is the mainstream media outlets and the control through these social media platforms. We saw now in detail, and I talked about it on Friday as well, what happened as soon as Elon Musk even made comments about buying up Twitter and basically making an open platform, not only did the mainstream media eviscerate him, but you saw a lot of people came on social media and absolutely had a conniption fit. I'm leaving Twitter if Elon Musk buys it. We cannot allow him to operate this platform. And what's interesting about it, if you listen to anything he's even said, sometimes it's a little weird when he talks, but he's not off on some things. The Neuralink thing I'm not about, but he started going on about how free speech is paramount to a republic and free speech is absolutely crucial at maintaining freedom. He said because the truth about free speech is it gives people the ability to say things you may not actually like and you may not agree with, and that's perfectly fine because it goes both ways. And when you start allowing one side to only push their narrative, their ideas, their wants, their perversions, and everybody else has to be completely silent, can't rebuttal, can't say anything, can't even have a discussion or even say, I don't agree with that, and you're completely censored, he goes, that's not free speech at all. That's blatant tyranny. And so that's what he came about when he started talking about Twitter. And what was so interesting about it is they immediately, immediately turned him into basically the bad guy because he was wanting to make free speech an open platform. And that's just one small segment of evidence showing you how it's not about having an open platform. It's about having controlled propaganda that only they are allowed to control because I think as we're starting to see this go along, and this is my opinion. I've told you guys this, and it's very hard to actually track this down and show this is the ones who are directly funding it. But we know for a fact that the CIA had gone in and basically funded Facebook's operations. And I think if we start digging around long enough, and as we saw now with the main shareholders of Twitter being Vanguard, BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, State Street, I think you'll find if you do your research between Facebook, which owns all these platforms, between Google, between Twitter, they are all essentially operating through black ops and through uh, deep state systems. They are essentially what they are is they are the propaganda social media platforms of the CIA. I personally think the CIA reeks all over Twitter now, and they kind of showed their hand with this when everybody went absolutely berserk in the mainstream media when Elon Musk simply made a comment about buying Twitter and allowing it to be a free speech platform. And if you think about just that concept of what he said, 
why in the world would they be so angry, so aggressive, so militant of national television for multiple days about how this isn't necessary? Because all they did was rebuttal it and say how this isn't, shouldn't be allowed, this can't happen. Well, what they're telling you is indirectly is they're telling you you don't have a right to free speech. Free speech is not good. Free speech is tyranny. Free speech is not democracy and is not a republic when in reality – it's exactly the opposite of what they're saying. And I've told you guys this pretty much. This is pretty much paramount now. Whatever the mainstream media outlets say, you can almost bet money and guarantee it's the complete opposite of the truth. As sad as that is now, this is why it's so important about what we continue to try to do every single day and continuing to get the truth out there. And now you're starting to see all these things start to culminate that we've warned about for years. As the mainstream media tells you, don't worry about them. It's fine. Aldi's, the German retailer Aldi's, I mean, we have one right here in Auburndale. They usually have really good prices on a lot of good food. Some of it's organic. And they have now said that they are going to be raising prices between 20 to 50% due to production cost starting on Monday. That is starting today. They said meats, sausages products, butter, the company said, and many more are going to be raising between 20 to 50%, adding that the price hikes and various products were necessary due to the rise in manufacturing costs. Overnight, they're jumping up almost 50% on some items. This is what they're going to try to do, as I've warned everybody for years now. The easiest way to control a population is to essentially starve them out. As the dollar buys less and less and less, food prices continue to go up and up and up. And very few people have seen the writing on the wall to make sure they stay well prepared and push back. This is why you have to look at things on a long time graph and say, okay, what's a six-month projection? What's a 12-month projection? Where are we going to go with this? This is why that is so crucial. You have to be prepared and continue to get the truth out there about what's really going on because, my gosh, over the last two, two and a half years now, we have seen just the absolute blatant hypocrisy in the mainstream media on what they support, what they promote, and what they're blatantly trying to push. And this is why we appreciate and thank you for your support of Health Masters and getting the truth out there that we put out, the articles. And we just put out, I know Ted put up another like 50 show articles or regular articles on the website today. We have them right on the webpage. You can go through and click through all of them if you don't want to listen to the show or if you want to forward them to somebody. We do the best we can to make it as easy as possible. And if you sign up for our free weekly newsletter, we send the show link to your email every single day so you don't even have to search for it. So again, thank you for the support of Health Masters and getting this truth out there. I can't say that enough. What do you think, Dad? You're absolutely right. The whole thing is that you know the news is so skewed and such a lie. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost to the point where William Casey said the CIA will know that it's done its job when everything that every American believes is a lie. Yep. And it's like you said with Elon Musk. We don't know where he's really coming from. We don't know what he's really doing. We don't really know why Tesla's valued more than you know, General Motors, Chrysler, and Ford combined. Uh, we don't understand why Tesla doesn't have automobile shortage parts. and They're producing huge amounts of vehicles. And we don't understand how General Motors is sitting idle and not producing trucks and why they can't produce vehicles and why you have to take a year instead of six weeks to get a truck or a car. We don't understand any of this anymore because everything's a lie, because it's all being orchestrated. Now, because because I've said this, I'm going to say this right here. Uh, you know, we had something to happen back in, in the 60s. It was called the Gulf of Tonkin. And now research is coming out more and more and more, and it says that the Gulf of Tonkin incident actually never even occurred. 
So we're having people say now that this whole thing that got us into the Vietnam War was a giant psyop, and it was a complete and total lie. Now we're finding out that the captain on this Russian cruiser that supposedly sunk, and nobody will give the location of it in the in the in the in the you know in the sea over there, uh, in the Black Sea. Uh, basically, the captain was at a memorial service, and he was supposed to be dead. <laughs> I got a video of him just a couple of days ago, and now you know, we're watching, seeing pictures of it. But there's no there's no sailors on board. It certainly wasn't hit badly enough that every single person died. Now they're saying every person died. They're saying that half the people died. They're saying they were towing it in the port and it lifted and it went over. They were saying that it sank because of a fire. That happened on the boat, on the ship. Here's the thing. This ship was laid down in 1976. It's a 50-year-old antiquated warship, 50 years old. i got to ask the question now since nobody else wants to ask it. What the heck is the truth with all this? Is this another Gulf of Tonkin episode? Did this ship really go down? Or is this just another giant psychop? Why in the world are we hearing all of these conflicting reports? Everybody died on the ship. But yet there's rescue vehicles right there looking at some ship burning. Why weren't the rescue vehicles picking sailors up because the ship wasn't destroyed, the one that was burning? I mean, the, the questions are just all over the place on this. And again, I'm going to ask, is this under the Gulf of Tonkin? Is this something to try to escalate the war in the Ukraine? And is the war really escalating in Ukraine? Are they, are they really, really bombing civilian targets now? Are they really doing all of this stuff? The honest, honest answer is what Austin just said. We don't know. And that's the sad part. Remember a couple of years ago when they told us that the border to Florida was closed because of COVID and they had checkpoints checking for temperature, et cetera, et cetera, at I-75 and, you know, I-10 and all these different border points coming into Florida and the traffic was backed up and they showed video of it. You guys remember? And I have a friend of mine. We flew up to the Florida border. I paid for the fuel and flew up to the Florida border. And he said, you really want to go to the Florida border? I said, yeah. I want to see if this thing's backed up. I want to really see if any of this is true. And, guys, we flew over 500 feet. There was, there was nobody at the border. It was all a stinking lie. And I came back the next day, and I said, it's all a lie. There's nobody at the border. Well, it's 95. No, it's not. There was no border at anybody's border. There may have some little roads in the back somewhere. They may have set up a stage shoot for TV or whatever. But I didn't see any major roads whatsoever that were blocked. So how much of what we were being told is a lie? And it's like Austin said, as long as this Kabbalist Luciferian group controls the media, it's not going to end. It is never, ever going to end. And they're the ones that are pushing the hemaphroditic agenda. Another, this just came out on Daily Mail. A Seattle museum is hosting a $400 week-long summer camp for kids as young as 12, that teaches the art of drag and how to create a persona and hair and makeup techniques. I, I don't even really know what to say about this, except for I'm about to puke right now talking about it. And you say, why in the world did this happen? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Remember last year I talked, and I talked about it a couple times this year, I went into depth about Germany burning books before World War II and how they were eviscerated about burning books. And I told you guys, the book burning in Germany was primarily pornography, homosexual propaganda, filth, Freud, all of this stuff. And a lot of the people who had written this stuff were Kabbalists, and they claimed to be Jewish, and they were of the synagogue of Satan. And that's who they were. And that's why Hitler said no 
we're not going to do that. I mean, they weren't burning Bach and Beethoven and, you know, and, 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 and all these different things they have as far as the songs and the music they've had there for, you know, for hundreds of years. They weren't burning any of that stuff. They were burning the filth of the porn of the Berlin cabarets in which they were having open sexual displays in the 20s of humans having sex with animals, et cetera, et cetera, and all the other filth that goes along with that, with the bestiality and all of the filth. And you can see a fraction of that with Liza Minnelli in that movie Cabaret, when they have the queer guy who's basically introducing everybody, and he's as queer as they come, and it was disgusting. And the whole movie was twisted. It was twisted. Uh, there was only one scene in that movie that was actually decent, and uh, you know, and I'm not going to even go into that at all. But the point is, is that that whole program was just awful. That whole movie, but it talked about the decadence of Berlin. So now I'm going to talk to you about Magnus Hirschfeld. Hirschfeld, all right. All right. He was born in 1861, and there's a reason I'm doing this. You got to stay with me. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put pieces of the puzzle together for you guys today that I haven't gone into before because of this transgender crap. He was a German physician and sexologist. He was educated primarily in Germany. He practices in Berlin, <laughs> the filth capital of the planet, and, and you know, and he was during the Weimar period, the period during the filth part of the whole thing with the cabarets and having sex with animals and homosexuality, and he was an outspoken advocate for sexual minorities. He's talking about now homosexuals. The historian Dustin Goltz characterized the committee as having carried out the first ag- advocacy for homosexual and transgender rights. This is the guy who started it right here, the first. Hirschfeld's radical ideas changed the way Germans thought about sexuality, which today is still screwed up over there, by the way. Hirschfeld was targeted by the Nazis for being Jewish and being gay. He was queer. He was a queer promoting queer rights in Berlin and pushing the queer agenda in Berlin. This was 100 years ago. Now, here's the thing. He was targeted by the Nazis for being Jewish and gay. He was beaten by the activists in 1920. And in 1933, his Institute for Sexual Weisenschaft was sacked, and his books were burned by the Nazis. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. The Nazis were book burning his filth? How many times do I tell you this in 1933? They had enough of all of this. They had enough of the perversion of these Kabbalist, Luciferian guys who claimed to be Jewish, who were of the synagogue of Satan, who were pushing the transgender agenda. And he's supposedly the very first person to do this. And I'm, I'm going to post his early life. Now, by the way, I'm reading right from Wikipedia. So if you don't like what I said about any of this stuff, <laughs> you can fuss at Wikipedia because I'm reading it directly to you. Now, what's interesting about this, you've got to go back then. And you've got to look at what happened with him. And here's where here, there's, there's an article here that says gender theory is cultural Marxism and its goal to destroy white societies. Now, I will say this. It's because of the white societies they're trying to destroy is because of Christianity and Catholicism and the United States and most of the Western civilization at one time having been a Christian nation. This is remember how happening 100 years ago. And they're doing everything they can to destroy Jesus. Now, I'm gonna, now I want you to stay with me for a few minutes on this. It's going to take me about 10 minutes to cover this. Hirschfeld was known as the Einstein of sex, and he was the most prominent activist of homosexual emancipation of his time. He invented the idea of transgender transformation and coined the terms transvestite and transsexual. Every current study on gender theory relies on this abusive moral authority of the stakeholders and institutions that started this. This is what conservative Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson explains in the following interview he gave the American television channel Fox, and here's what he's going to quote. You support ideologues 
you declare that all truth is subjective, that all sexual differences are social constructs, and that Western imperialism is the only source of third world problems. More and more, it's not just the universities. People are being taught by ideologues rather than educators, and the ideologues have a very simple way of looking at the world. They reduce it to a few basic principles like inequality, injustice, and power, and these are the fundamental principles of the radical left. And they're the ones who are promoting, promoting homosexuality. Now, here's the financial aspect. Unscrupulous businessmen, businessmen such as the Pritzker family and pharmaceutical companies, another more synagogue of Satan, and pharmaceutical companies are making a killing with this nonsense. By making parents believe that their babies were born in the wrong body, for example, they prescribe the puberty blocker Lupron to these children who have just learned to speak at an exorbitant price of about $800 a month. That's $46,000 for a five-year treatment. Multiply this figure by the considerable number of cases due to heavy promotion in schools, social networks, and media, and you have a staggering income. Now, in addition to that, remember, when a child is converted to transgender at a young age, that child is rendered sterile. He cannot have children anymore. His testicles are many times cut off, the ovaries are cut out, and they're sterilized. Just remember that. It's one of the underlying principles here. In the U.S. alone, the number of transgender people aged 18 and over has risen in six years, listen, from 2% to 20%, and that number continues to rise at a dizzying pace. How many of the more reasonable 80% will give up who suffer the side effects of Lupron for years to come? Okay, Billion-dollar program. Ideological aspect, you know, the global strategies such as radical feminism, mass immigration, and multiculturalism serve along with other things to destabilize the social structure and to generate generalized chaos. They are the wedges that are changing everything. George Soros himself, another Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, one of the strongest promoters of multiculturalism and sexual and other diversity and perversion, only feels comfortable and free to act as he wishes in a multiracial, multiethnic, imperialistic country, okay? <laughs> Multicultural Marxism. This comes back here. We'll talk about this in detail in a second. When economic Marxists realized that the communist revolution they were advocating in order to achieve world governments was not igniting in the Western proletariat as expected, they devised an alternative plan that was milder but much more effective in its subtlety. subtlety. It was to rot Western society from within. And here's some of the goals. Penalize racism in order to promote race mixing and mis- I don't even know what that word means. Provoke continual change in order to create confusion. Promote pornography and teach children about sex and homosexuality at a very young age in order to destroy the traditional model of family and marriage. Undermine the authority of schools and teachers to promote a laissez-faire culture. Promote mass immigration to destroy family and identity. Promote excessive alcohol and drug use. Empty the churches about morals and spirituality. People become defenseless. Institute a justice system based in favor of criminals. Create dependency on social benefits, control and dumb down the media and journalists, encourage the breakdown of the family by promoting feminism. The Frankfurt School. Here we go. One of the main objectives of the Frankfurt School was to exploit Sigmund Freud's doctor of, doctrine of pansexualism, I mean, have sex with anything, according to which every act could be explained by an unconscious sexual motivation. Thinkers like Herbert Marcuse and Theodore Adorno advocated the pursuit of pleasure. This is again Kabbalah. This is to undermine the authority of the father to reject specific roles assigned to the father and the mother, abolish the difference in education between girls and boys, abolish all forms of male domination and all alpha males, declare without justification that women are oppressed class and men were oppressors. 
one of the Frankfurt School's most influential protagonists, propagandists, was Willie Munzenberg. He saw another Kabbalist, Luciferian. He summed the long-term goal of this global subversion as follows. The West we are going to create will be corrupt to the point of stinking. The West we are going to create will be corrupt to the point of stinking. This morning, I had a doctor ask me, is the United States even worth saving? This article goes on to say, this Machiavellian plan has had a considerable impact since the 60s, not only on the youth, but also on the native populations of all Western countries. We only have to look about to see the Western white majority has been dispossessed and dragged through the mud. Okay, Now, that's the first article I want to cover with you, and I posted the Magnus Hirschfeld and the gender theory on the website. Now, I'm going to talk to you about what is cultural Marxism, and I want you guys to stay with me on this because I'm going to really cut this together today. Cultural Marxism is a branch of Western Marxism different from the Marxism-Leninism of the old Soviet Union. It is commonly known as multiculturalism or less formally political correctness. From its beginning, the promoters of cultural Marxism, this is why I yelled and screamed at the county school board about their promoting cultural Marxism. Now, probably nobody at that school board actually knew what I was talking about, but this is why I'm telling you what it is today. From the beginning, the promoters of cultural Marxism have known that it could be more effective if they concealed the Marxist nature of their work, hence the use of the term multiculturalism. Cultural Marxism began not in the 60s, but in 1990, immediately after World War I. This is when all the filth started in Germany with the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan there and in Russia. Marxist theory and predicted that the event of a big European war, working class of Europe, would create and promote communism. Independently, two Marxist theorists, theorists, theorists Antonio Gramsci of Italy and George Lucas in Hungary, came to the same answer, that Western culture and Christian religion had to be so blinded to the working class to be true. I'm going to repeat it again. Western culture and the Christian religion had so blinded the working class to be true. Marxist class interest that communism was impossible in the West until the Christianity could be destroyed. In 1919, Lucas added, who will save us from Western civilization? These were Marxists. They were Kabbalists. The same year when he became deputy commissar for culture in the short-lived Bolshevik Bela Kuhn government in Hungary, one of Lukács' first acts was to introduce sex education into Hungary's public schools. He knew that if he could destroy the West's traditional sexual morals, it would have taken a giant step toward destroying Western culture by itself, itself. In 1923, inspired in part by Lukács, a number of German Marxists established a think tank at Frankfurt University in Germany called the Institute for Social Research. This institute soon became known as the Frankfurt School, started in 23, with actually beginnings, and would become the creator of cultural Marxism. In addition, it also originally moved from Russia into Frankfurt. To translate, translate Marxism from economic into cultural terms, the member of the Frankfurt School, Max Horkheimer, Theodore Adorno, Wilhelm Reich, Erich Fromm, Herbert Marcuse, the name of most important, had to contradict Marx on several points, and they argued that culture was not just part of what Marx would call society's superstructure, but an independent and very important variable. They also said the working class would not lead a Marxist revolution because it was becoming part of the middle class, and, be, and, it, and it hated the electorate. So who would? So in the 1950s, Marcuse answered the question, it would be a coalition of blacks, we're talking like Black Panthers now, students, feminist women, and homosexuals. That's who they targeted, by the way, in case you're black or you're a student or you're a woman feminist or you're a homosexual. They targeted you to come in and destroy the United States. 
Now you say, you're picking on blacks. No, I'm not. I'm not picking on blacks. I'm not picking on students. I'm not picking on feminized women. I'm not picking on homosexuals. I'm not even picking on the Germans who promoted this filth and went to those cabarets. I'm just telling you what they did. This is the group. Remember, they also said back in the 50s they were going to bring heroin into the Harlem nightclubs to destroy the blacks. They had no interest in a person being black or a person being white. All they were doing was basically taking people and causing them to destroy the culture of the United States. That's all they were doing. So always remember, they don't care if you're black or white or Hispanic or Chinese. They hate all of you. These are synagogue of Satan, Luciferians, children of the devil. They believe they have a different DNA than you do, and all they want to do is use you or use me or use anybody to destroy everything in the United States to bring the vision upon the population of the planet so they can be more easily controlled, right? Faithfully, when Hitler came to power in Germany in 33, the Frankfurt School fled okay, and reestablished itself in New York City. There it shifted its focus from destroying traditional Western culture in Germany to destroying the United States. To do so, it invented critical theory. What is the theory? To criticize every traditional institution, starting with the family, brutally and unremittingly, in order to bring them down. It wrote a series of studies in prejudice, which said that anyone who believes in traditional Western culture is prejudiced, racist, sexist, fascist, and is also mentally ill. More importantly... The Frankfurt School crossed Marx with Freud, taking from psychology the te technique of psychological conditioning. Today, when the culture Marxists want to do something like normalize homosexuality, they do not argue the point philosophically. They just beam television show after television show after television show after television show into American homes where the only normal-seeming white male is queer. That's why you see all these stinking lip – God, I almost said a bad word – these stinking lip – Limp-wristed Fs, I'm just, I'm just going to say it, faggots, that's what they are, on TV. Uh, I'm quoting Jesse Ventura now from the, the, the movie Predator when he said a bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of pencil neck, you know, limp-wristed faggots. And, and that's what we have here. You see it on TV over and over and over. They have these queers. Now, and I don't, by the way, I don't want letters about this. If you don't like it, listen to another show. I've had enough of all of this stuff. If you think these guys are going to come in and subvert my children and my grandchildren, I've had it. I've taken the gloves off about two years ago. I told you that, and I'm not playing this game anymore. These people are basically being put out there in Hollywood by a communist, socialist, synagogue of Satan group of people who basically are the homosexual mafia of Hollywood who run everything. And that's why you see every stinking character out there who basically is a male, who has a home, who has a family, who has children, who's queer. Now, gosh, if you don't think you don't, if you don't see it, then you're not watching TV. I haven't watched TV in years. I had my cable turned off because I'm not going to watch this filth. Well, sorry, I got off the cat tap. But Lord, you know that after World War Two ended and most members of the Frankfurt School went back to Germany. Herbert Marcuse stayed in America. He took the highly abstract works of other Frankfurt School members and repackaged them in ways college students could understand. In his book, Eros and Civilization, he argued by freeing sex from any restraints, I mean, you can be queer, we could elevate the pleasure principle over the reality principle and create a society with no work, only play. Marcuse coined the phrase, make love, not war. Marcuse also argued for what he called liberating tolerance, which he defined as tolerance for all ideas coming from the left and intolerance for any ideas coming from the right, including family, Christianity, and the home. 
1960s, Marcuse became the chief guru of the new left and injected the cultural Marxism of the Frankfurt School into the baby boom generation to the point where it is now America's state ideology. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, let, I'm going to post the rest of this article for you because I don't want to sit here and read the whole thing today. But this is the group that did this to the United States. They were the Kabbalist Luciferians. And there's another article I'm going to post, too. It's called How the Frankfurt School Changed the American Culture. And it starts off, the 1950s were a simple, romantic, and golden time in America. California beaches, suburbia, and style. Atlas Shrugged was published. NASA was formed. And Elvis Presley rocked the nation. Every year from 1950 to 1959 saw over 4 billion babies born. The nation stood atop the world in every single field. It was an era of great economic prosperity in the land of the free and the home of the brave. So what happened to the American traits of confidence, pride, and accountability? The roots of cultural Western decay are buried deep. Having first sprouted a century ago, began with a loose clan of ideologues inside Europe's communist movement, today known as the Frankfurt School, and its ideals have perverted the American society. When outcomes fails, just change the theory. Before World War One, Marxist theory held that if war broke out in Europe, the working class would rise up against the, the electorate and create a communist revolution. Well, as is the case, much of Marxist theory, things didn't go very well. When war broke out in 1914, instead of starting a revolution, the proletariat put on their uniforms and went off to war. As the war ended, Marxist theories were left to ask what went wrong. Two very prominent Marxist thinkers of the day were Gramsci and Lukacs again. Each man on his own concluded that the working class of Europe had been blinded by the success of Western democracy and capitalism and Christianity. They reasoned until they could be destroyed, communism was not possible. Guys, the reason I talk to you guys about this today in such depth, every single thing came from this. Then in 1934, the school was reborn. Columbia University and its members began to exert their ideas on American culture. It was at Columbia University that the school honed a tool it would use to destroy Western culture, the printed word. The school published a very popular material, and the first of these was critical theory. It's a play on semantics. The theory was simple. Criticize every pillar of Western culture, family, home, freedom, alpha males, females, alpha females, alpha males, democracy, common law, freedom of speech, and others. The hope was these pillars would crumble under the pressure. This is what they did. And then they combined all of that with that stinking weirdo pervert who's rotting in hell right now, that doggone guy who started all of this stuff, Magnus Hirschfeld, in which he basically said, everybody's got to be queer to be happy. It's, just, it's sick. It's absolutely sick what this guy did. He's the one who coined transgender and trans. all this stuff was from him. And again, he was another Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan. I'm sure he and Freud were all bosom buddies. What a bunch of sick perverts. And I'm ashamed of the fact that most of these guys came out of Germany. I'm ashamed of it. I am. I, you see, here's the thing that really just ticks me off, okay? I assume that this stuff that came out of Germany, that my relatives and grandfathers and great-great-grandfathers stood against, I have to assume that. But I can't negate the fact that it came from Germany. I can't negate from the fact it came from the Jewish Germans. I can't negate the fact that basically it came from the synagogue of Satan. I can't negate any of this stuff. I can't negate the fact of what happened in Germany. I can't negate anything about Hitler sending the Hitler youth to die in the trenches some as young as 10 years of age as the Russians were coming in. I can't negate any of that. The problem I have 
is that what other groups of people, when they look back at their history, they say, well, I, I wasn't involved in that. That has nothing to do with me. I, I, and I, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. I wasn't around 100 years ago either. Just said, I had nothing to do with any of this stuff either. But don't be blaming a country for what happened in the country when your country is doing the exact same thing. What has happened to the United States of America? Look at the filth and the degradation. You say, I can't believe Germany let this happen in 1933. I can't believe the United States has let this happen since the like 1950s and 60s. I can't believe that we have found ourselves in this mess. I can't. I can't believe that our country is so corrupt and our legislatures are so corrupt and our judiciary is so corrupt that it's been basically blackmailed by the likes of Jeffrey Epstein by having sex with young children or doing drugs or doing whores or doing whatever they want to do on videotape. And now they've been compromised and they vote whatever they're told to vote. I can't believe this has happened in the United States. And I sure in the heck can't believe that we sold the country out. The doggone Central Reserve Bank system, which controls all of this stuff because they control the money, who are, again, another group of Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satanist, synagogue of Satan. I can't believe any of that either. It's just the way it is. <laughs> you think, well, the United States is the best place in the world to be right now because, you know, we got this and we got that and we got this. We have schools now, camps for children to go to in Seattle to learn how to be transgenders during the transgender story time hour and the best way to wear their makeup and wear their hair and to basically be transvestites and cross-dressers. Guys, Berlin in the 20s. <laughs> it basically has it, – it this is as bad as it's getting in the United States. So don't be pointing your finger at Berlin and saying, look what they did. Look what we've done. Look what we've allowed to happen. Look at this name it, claim it, blab it group of weirdos in the pulpit. Look at what they've done. Look at cultural Marxism. Look at, look at how churches are promoting the jab and having people come to the church to get injected. Look at how stupid the pastors are. They can't pick up alternative media. Look how stupid the pastors are. They've allowed the Johnson Amendment to silence them and they're not allowed them to tell the truth. Don't say that Germany did this. Don't say that France did this. Don't say that Russia did this. Don't say that the African people did this. Don't say anything. But look at what we've done in our country and how we've allowed this because we're unwilling to speak out. I was talking to Christy last night. Christy and Allen came over to the house over for Easter. And she was talking about how she was talking to some guy this past week about wearing the mask. And there was she had a big confrontation with him because she didn't want to listen to the fact about the mask. He's like 20 years old. When's the last time you had a confrontation with somebody who was acting stupid, who was trying to force you into their mold? And you got to say, no, I don't believe that. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I think you're wrong. When's the last time you did that? See, that's what it's going to take. It only takes a tipping point of about 10% of the population to say that's enough to get rid of the people in Congress, to get proper voting machines in. It, it doesn't require that much. But you can't keep everybody drugged up on opiates. Why do you think they – it's the same group, the Sackler family, more Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan weirdos with Purdue, who pushed the dog on OxyContin, everybody. Now we've got 60 by 5 million people addicted to opiates, and they can't even go to work. And they're, all they're doing – they, they find some – girl or some girls find some guy and they use them to get money and they get their drugs or they get it from their parents and somebody enables them to do this it never ever ends that's why our battle is not against flesh and blood it's against these principalities and these other realms and these other dimensions that control these Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan sex death cult Kabbalists like you know Britney Spears and all the rest of them and all the rest of them Madonnas and Katy Perry's and all the rest. These people have been programmed. They have altars. 
They've gone through some type of weird sexual stuff in which they basically have been fractured, have multiple personalities. Look at Katy Perry on the stage calling out her master, and then she passes out. I mean, my gosh, are you kidding me? No, I sent it all out to you last year, two years ago, whatever it happened. Guys, it's so important that we understand that we got to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, for he is our answer, not these weirdos. These weirdos have done a I give them, gotta give them credit. They've done a great job of subverting the culture of the once greatest nation in the history of the world, the United States of America. But that doesn't mean we have to leave it like this. We can turn it back around and we can call out these people for who they are. It's so important that we do that. And we gotta keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. As we celebrated the Resurrection Day weekend, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior and the power that He had to be raised from the dead, we need to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For we are in a blood covenant with the Most High God because of what Jesus did. Always stand firm in your faith. Call this stuff out for what it is. We do not have to put up with story time, transgender hour. If you live in a city that's doing that, get the people off the doggone city commission that are allowing this. Pass laws against it for child sex grooming like DeSantis did and make sure that you stand your ground. And if you can't change it, leave the stinking city or leave the stinking state. Let them die in their own squalor. But don't support that mess. Gosh, I love you guys. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? Being vocal is one of the first key factors of eliciting change. That's just a fact. Then actually trying to do certain things about it like you just mentioned. And I've been extremely you know, surprised over the last, you know, six months to a year, how few people are really refusing to be vocal. And then I know a lot of others that are being very vocal about stuff like you talked about earlier with our friend bringing up the whole thing with a mask. And it's, it's crucial that, I mean, you ask questions. If you see a 20 year old grown man and he's basically in a position like they're doing where they're giving a tour, they're doing something and nobody's wearing a mask. You do why, why are you wearing a mask? I do it all the time. <laughs> and people always get the craziest like look from they, they give me the craziest look. I'll do it all the time if I'm somewhere. Somebody's close enough to have an engagement where I'm not like going out of my way. Because if I'm walking, somebody's walking down the other side while wearing a mask. I'm not going to cross the road and go chase them down and be a weirdo. But if like I'm in line somewhere, I'm doing something. I'll ask people that they're wearing a mask. We start a conversation. I'm like, dude, are you you feeling okay? I look at them. Are you, you all right, man? Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I said, are you sick? No, no. I said, oh, why, why are you wearing a mask? Oh. And almost invariably, every single time, they'll have some rebuttal. Like, well, I I see my grandma some, and I, I want to make sure I do everything I can to protect her. One guy said, well, I have a granddaughter who has asthma, so it's really important that I wear a mask everywhere. And I said, you do understand the mask does not protect you from contracting the virus, period. Well, I, you know, I, they, they, they say that it, it really helps, and we need to do it. It's, it's, it's our part. Like, our part in what? Looking like a clown with a muzzle on? Well, no, it's just, you know, we need to do everything we can to mitigate the virus. I said, how, uh, I, I said this to the bank, uh, one time. I was in line. I said, I said to the guy, I said, well, how much, how much vitamin C and D3 is your granddaughter taking? You know, she got asthma. B5, B6 can also help with that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not involved in all that. I don't, I don't know what she's taking. <laughs> so, so you are so concerned about her 
you have no idea what natural nutrients she may possibly be taking to try to mitigate it, which means probably none because you obviously have no idea. But you're so concerned you're going to run around with a dog muzzle on your face everywhere you go because that's how concerned you are. But yet you won't even find out if she's taking any natural supplements. And I didn't say it quite like that. I was a little bit more polite since we were in the bank. And pretty much his answer was, well, I, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look into those. Didn't write them down. Didn't pull out his phone, didn't look him up, didn't take notes, which means he's absolutely not going to look them up. I learned that a long time ago. When somebody's interested in something, you say, hey, man, I'm inter- you interested in this or uh, what about this or have you heard about this? And they go, no, let me write that down. They pull out their phone and go, let me open my note pattern. Shoot. They go, oh, where's my search engine? What, what, how do you exactly spell right. that again? Exactly right. Then, they, then you go, okay, okay, this, he's proactive. He may, he may not know what's going on, but he wants to hear. He's curious. He's got to drive to figure out more. He wants to expand his knowledge base. That's why it's so important to read and read the right things and do your own research. And that includes reading. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. You constantly have to expand. You can't just sit in a hole and block yourself off and shut the lights off and go, I don't want to hear it. It doesn't exist. It's not happening. I don't want to know about it. And then pretend that it's just going to go away. It doesn't work like that. They'll take you off in the short bus and haul you off to the insane asylum. They say, he's gone bonkers. He doesn't know what he's doing. He wants to sit in a hole with the lights off and says nothing's happening right now. That doesn't work that way, at least not to be anything near successful. <laughs> and so it's crucial you understand who you're talking to and you're supporting. I have been so disappointed in the last couple months of pastors that are still pushing this Ukraine narrative when there is so much darkness that has surrounded this entire topic, and I mean darkness figuratively and spiritually, so to speak. The darkness of the mainstream media refusing to address and literally try to discount the bioweapon labs that are in Ukraine, that the DOD actively funded and were on the U.S. Embassy Ukraine site all the way up until February 25th, including the building permits and financing that they were doing for them. And yet, doesn't exist, doesn't happen, no reason at all. They were just, uh, there were Soviet Union labs that had already been decommissioned. They had nothing going on there. Really? Does anybody else actually buy that? It's taken them 30 years to try to decommission bioweapon labs? Okay. <laughs> I, I got a really, really giant oceanfront condo for sale for you in, uh, in Kansas if you guys want one. Big oceanfront condo. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. This is what they tell you. They tell you blatant lies, and then they expect you to believe it. I, the other uh, Sunday, yesterday, I went to Easter Sunday service over at church, and it was really, really good service overall. He actually really talked about the blood of Christ and so forth. And then, like towards the end, or excuse me, towards the beginning, he starts talking about, oh, by the way, if you want to get in your Ukraine donations, we basically are sending more money to Ukraine. And he goes, we just send the money over there. And I almost, I mean, this is Easter Sunday. It's a huge church. I was. Tempted. I was literally tempted. Obviously, this isn't really correct to do this in the middle of church. I almost stood up and raised my hand and said, where are the funds directly being transferred to and who is handling all the finances of the funds that you are sending our money from over to Ukraine right now? That's my million-dollar question. I've seen 50 50- – Fifty to sixty different companies, churches, organizations. Oh, support Ukraine, send money to Ukraine. Where am I sending money to Ukraine? Hmm? Am I sending money to baby formula to basically families and children that may have been displaced? Am I sending organic food buckets over to kids and families that may have had to basically move out of their city because there's a conflict 
between the bioweapon labs that Ukraine's been working on and been Russia coming in and basically trying to decommission those bioweapon labs and prevent them from making all types of weird concoctions? Am I sending food over there to them? Am I sending jugs of clean water? Where, where's the cash going? Because I'm not sending any money over there. I don't send money to where I don't know where it's going. Only a moron does that. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hand money off in a church tablet. It's gonna go to Ukraine. I I did my part now. I supported Ukraine. Really? Who'd you support? You support the absolute corrupt government over there, the puppet that we installed, the cross-dressing pervert Zelensky that goes in and puts on a body armor kit and walks around outside while he's perfectly clean to do a photo op, then hides back in his office. Even Steve made a comment about that the other day when he's doing all these interviews. He's like the most popular president in Europe now that's like ever been. And he goes, you know what I find kind of funny, Austin? He goes, Ukraine's in the middle of this massive conflict, right? Massive war. All Ukraine's wrapped up in this massive war. He goes, Zelensky still seems to be extremely clean cut and well rested every time I see him. He doesn't have bags under his eyes. He's got his makeup all done for the camera. He's got his haircut all done. He's in clean clothes. It's funny that, you know, he was taking photos a couple weeks ago in full body armor kit out on the front line, allegedly. But yet now suddenly he's super clean cut and well rested in his bunker taking photos and videos every single day doing interviews about how everybody needs to support him. I said, well, yeah. I said, it's called media propaganda. I said, they have to keep the narrative going. Just like now they're starting all back on the COVID theater. The funny part about it is now I've looked at a lot of the comments on numerous web pages, whether it be Zero Hedge, whether it be Breitbart, whether it be Money Market. I've looked at all kinds of stuff, left and right columns. And it's like every time there's a COVID article that pops up, I read through the comments. Because a lot of times you can see the bot comments, you can see the people that are trolls, and then you can see the truly organic comments where people actually make real comments about what's going on. And invariably, probably 85 to 90% of all the comments I've seen across the board, left to right websites, all of them are completely and totally against more restrictions, more invasion of our privacy and rights from COVID, under the guise of COVID, I should say. And I'm like, okay, that's a good sign, though. That's a good sign. That means even people that bought the Kool-Aid two years ago are now starting to wake up and say, no, this is stupid. I've talked to numerous people, and I've gotten emails from people that they bought the Kool-Aid and got the shot and had health problems or didn't feel right afterwards. They said, dude, I'm not getting any more shots. This whole fourth booster thing is a complete and total scam. I said, well, welcome to my world now. We figured it out. I mean, you know, we tried to warn everybody about this, and more and more people are doing it. They're waking up and saying no, and that's exactly what Dad just mentioned, the 10% tipping point. If you literally just get 10% of the population to stand up and say no, it's one of the simplest words to say in the human or in the, the English dialect, no, no. Children learn at a very young age, no. It's two letters, N-O. We need you to take this shot, no. No, no, the answer is no. Well, we need you to lock down, no. It's going to be a hard no on that one, buddy. Well, we need to make sure that, you know, you shut down your business for your protection. Nope, that one's going to be a hard no too, bud. Well, you need to have a vaccine passport in order to come into the store. And that's also going to be that big fat no. Sorry, bud. Try again. If people started doing that, everything stops. And this, you saw this was a perfect example of Texas and Florida, especially Florida. We were like, no, no, the answer is no. We're not shutting down. We're still having spring break. We're still having fun. We're still going to have concerts. We're still going to not comply with anything. No. And all of a sudden, remember, Florida was supposed to, like, keel over and die and turn into, like, a zombie wasteland. All of a sudden, everybody goes, well, Florida's got the lowest rates in the whole country. Well, how'd that happen? There was any lockdowns. They have any mandates. They have no mass mandates. They can't even force vaccines. Well, why is this happening? And everybody started to descend on Florida like a plague, which that's 
side effect, I guess, of being free. It was interesting. We had another couple over yesterday, friends of uh, mom and dad's, friends of ours now too. They're great people. And they basically were, uh, he was talking about in his business and his company that he worked for, and they were trying to force him to get the shot. And I don't want to give out any information about the company or anything because I don't, I don't have permission to do that. And, uh, but basically they told him essentially, no, you're not going to be able to work here if you don't have the shot. So he started running up down all the chain of commands and started contacting everybody. It got very proactive. He said, I'm not getting the shot. If you guys want to basically terminate me because I didn't get the shot, well, you know, we need to have a discussion about this. And he basically contacted the attorney for the company and wrote him all this information, legal information, personal information, aspects of it, and wrote a bunch of stuff out, which is what I've encouraged people to do. And the attorney that originally said, you know, we're, we're standing by this, you know, you're going to have to get the shot if you want to work here, did a full 180. said, dude, sorry, man, i got to contact you. This is a... You're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We, we can't do this. We, you're right. You don't have to get the shot. We'll bring you back in. And he said what's crazy about it is now he said there's many, many employees that he's worked with that were once his friends and coworkers that now have absolutely tried to eviscerate him and basically engage him with fights. One of them tried to spit on him. I mean letting him spit on him because they're so angry. And I'm telling you what it comes down to, and this is what it comes down to. They're not just angry at him. They're so angry deep down inside at themselves that they didn't push back and they went along and they complied with completely and totally illegal unconstitutional demands from tyrannical individuals that stated you have to get an experimental RNA injection in order to keep your job. I told everybody last summer, hold your ground on this. Do not comply. One of Lana and I's good friends owns this tanning salon. She was in basically a uh, nursing program for physical therapy. And she kept saying, dude, the hospital is going to force me to get this shot if I want to stay in the, the program, the nursing program. I said, no. I said, write out a religious exemption form. Do not comply with it. She goes, they're going to terminate me. I said, do not comply with it. I said, I will give you a dozen attorneys right now to file suit with if they fire you over this. Sure enough, like three weeks before they told her she was going to be terminated from the program, they said, oh, by the way, we're going to we're going to grant your religious exemption now. They pushed everybody and stressed everybody out to the very end. Why? Because they wanted to call everybody out. And everybody that I know called their bluff and said, no, okay. That's the resolve you have to continue to have, especially if you're in an area that you actually have some people that are standing up. Now, New York and L.A., I don't know what to tell you guys up there. That's I, I've already warned about those states what was going to happen years ago. You can already see what happened. When you have a state that will not even allow you to carry a firearm legally concealed on your person in the city, but then turns around and allows shootings to happen and then blames it on gun owners, I can't really have any con conversation of legitimacy with, with a city like that. I've been in New York City one time in my life, not picking on anybody that goes there, but it will be the first and last time I ever went. I did not enjoy it very much at all. And uh, I know a lot of people that live up there, a lot of people are proud of it up there, but I can tell you right now the draconian restrictions they put on New York City will not be the last. They continue to do these things because they want to push the narrative and see how far they can take it. The only reason they've lifted a lot of these things right now is because midterms are coming up and they're going to get absolutely eviscerated by anybody that's got a brain and is trying to maintain a true legal constitutional election that we're all fighting for, especially down here in Florida. There's been a lot of things put into place that I've seen and talked about and you know looked at and researched that we're putting in place to make sure that we have a legitimate election down here in Florida. And I encourage all of you, this is probably going to be one of the last true midterms we actually have. The presidential election was a complete and total joke. I mean, that whole thing. I mean, most popular president in history, 
the dude turns around on stage and tries to shake hands with the air and then turns around and wanders around stage by himself. Can't figure out how to get off stage. I mean, he's a complete and total senile moron. And I mean, he, be- he belongs in a nursing home. This is really embarrassing. And they're doing this on purpose to completely and totally discredit the United States and make us, make us a laughing stock. That's why they're doing it. And because they know he's not going to do anything that they don't tell him to do. He's just going to mumble around and bumble around and fall on himself and shake hands with the air. They're doing it to discredit the United States. And so it's our responsibility. You get people out to actually vote, and we maintain a true election, not just vote and forget about it. We make sure we stay proactive in all these election cycles and all these ballots and everything they're going to do because this is the one chance we're going to have to put some real – true Americans in there. I know I've heard of a lot of people now, and I've already researched multiple people that are going to be running all across the country now that have some support and have some push. Even the yeah, Ian Smith up there, the Atlas Gym, the one in New Jersey that basically shut down the whole state as far as what they were trying to do with him and reopen his gym. They arrest him. He reopened his gym. They arrest him. They find him. He reopened his gym. He's running for Congress now up in New Jersey. I encourage anybody up there in New Jersey right now in that state, you make sure you're getting proactive right now because it is very, very important. What do you think, Deb? Well, we need more and more people to come out and just talk to the people and be real with them. I mean, look right now is what's going on with this, this opiate stuff. We have a total teen opiate death now has surged 350% because of fentanyl. I mean, we have so many people addicted to morphine and opiates because of the Sackler family. And, and it's sad to me that this is happening because there's so many things you can do to manage pain without having to take morphine if you have surgery, et cetera. And you need to be aware of the fact that if you start taking an opiate after you've had surgery or you've had problems, if you take that stuff for more than three or four or five days, you can get really addicted to it really, really, really fast. So, guys, it's so important to just stay away from this stuff. It really is. One other thing I want to cover a health story today. It says good cholesterol may help people from developing Alzheimer's disease. I don't know how many times I've told you guys, statin drugs drop cholesterol. It drops good cholesterol. It drops bad cholesterol. It makes your brain go to mush. These these drugs are bad. In fact, the number one drug I tell you not to eat, my the latest book that we did on Breakthrough Health was statin drugs. They cause skeletal muscle necrosis. They cause all types of problems with the arteries and the heart. They're unbelievably dangerous. Plus, people are trying to keep their cholesterol under 100 now. I mean, it's insanity. I try to eat between three and six eggs every single day. Yesterday, our lunch was running a little bit late for Easter. And so I went in the kitchen. And I made Austin and me six eggs, three eggs each. That was our snack before we ate. Eggs are unbelievably important. You've got to keep your cholesterol over 200. Even if it gets to 300, you need to keep it. That's okay. If it gets over 300, you've got to start monitoring your dietary intake, start drinking more water, et cetera, et cetera, and stay with more healthy fats. Don't eat bad things like you know trans fats and all that kind of stuff. Don't eat that stuff. If you're going to cook eggs and you want to cook them in a fry pan, use organic butter. If you really want a more healthy egg, you can always go in and just have a boiled egg. That's okay, too. But make sure the eggs are organic. Really important to keep your fat up, keep your brain working properly. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I tell you what, I hope you listen to that segment I did again on the Frankfurt School. I really want you to get that into your mind. And that's how it happened with the cultural degradation of what they've done. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, figure it up. And I had a chance to pray for you today also, by the way. And Austin, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless. Absolutely, my friends. And, you know, the omega-3 fats are so crucial. And I'm the same thing with that. I generally eat four to six eggs a day. A lot of times I'll make organic boiled eggs and peel them and have them in a big Ziploc bag, and I'll pull them out, a couple of them every morning, and I'll eat them, you know, some hot sauce on them. 
You can do that. You can make egg salad, get a little bit of organic mayonnaise, throw that in there with some mustard and some salt and some pepper. Always use organic mayonnaise. They don't, don't be using stuff with, you know, a bunch of nasty soybean and stuff in it. And of course, mayonnaise is very fattening. It's not something I highly recommend, but there's one they actually make, I think, with avocado oil, which is actually moderately healthy for you. And of course, you're only using a small amount, so you don't want to run the fats up too high, but you're still getting a lot of protein. The omega-3 capsules that we have, the DHA capsules, the MCT oil is also another good one. That's the base of the coconut MCT oil. That's a very good one for your brain. It's so crucial you maintain healthy fats in your diet and do not be concerned about the overall cholesterol number all the time when you get blood work. That is actually one of the least the least important things to look at. The HDLs are what you want to look at. I know people that are extremely healthy, eat incredible, and they still maintain around 210, 220, 230 overall total cholesterol. I know people that are unbelievably sick all the time and they maintain 120 overall cholesterol. It doesn't work the way they tell you it. The statin drugs are unbelievably toxic. Do your own research and do your own research regularly on this stuff before you start just popping pharmaceutical drugs that somebody told you to take because they said you have to take them. Always remember, you have the right to do your own research, and you have the right to ask questions, and you have the right not to take something if you want. I'm not giving you any medical advice, but remember, you don't have to pop a pill just because somebody told you to. Always remember, you have the right to say no. Appreciate the support, my friends. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything. The product of the week, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, only lasts in a couple more days till Wednesday. One of the most popular products we have on the website. Be sure to check it out, along with the organic food buckets on sale with the two-pack and four-pack specials on sale. And we got more of the meat supply in stock, the dehydrated chicken and beef meat supply with a 15-year shelf life on the front page of the website. Got more in stock. So be sure to check it out, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.